This is our first session on Ephesians 6, 5-9 concerning slaves and what are usually called masters, but I'm translating lords. And part of the point of this session is to explain why that is. I think it'll be pretty obvious. So let's read it. Slaves, obey your lords. And he immediately qualifies this word kurios, lords, with according to the flesh, because there is another kind of lord. And that's the main reason I'm translating masters as lord, because we're going to see several times in this text that Jesus Christ is called lord with the same word. So if you're going to use the same word, if Paul is going to use the same word for the earthly masters and for Christ, then he qualifies with according to the flesh. According to the flesh, very common phrase in Paul, 20 times in his letters, and means at the natural level. Obey your lords, namely the ones that are at the natural level, with fear and trembling in the sincerity of your heart, as you obey Christ. I'll tell you in a minute why I'm circling that with red. Not by the way of eye service as people pleasers, but as slaves of Christ. Doing the will of God from the soul, rendering service with a good will as to the Lord. Only here, Lord, same word as here, is the Lord Jesus, right? So you got your according to the flesh, Lords, and you've got Lord, capital L, same word, and not to men, knowing that if he does anything good, this he will receive back from the Lord. Again, capital L. We have a Lord in heaven. He's the one who does the final reckoning. Whether he is a slave or is free, Lords, do the same things to them, ceasing your threatening, knowing that he who is both their Lord and yours is in heaven, and that there is no partiality with him. So, Father, as we ponder these words, these sentences concerning Slaves and earthly lords and slaves and heavenly lord, open our eyes to see what's really here and how it may apply to us, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's just state the obvious. Slaves and lords are in the church. 
that's no small thing. Slavery was endemic. It was built in to Roman culture when Christ came into the world in the first century. It was everywhere, and households were built around slaves. When the gospel begins to spread, slaves get converted, lords get converted, and that creates a challenge. We'll talk about that challenge more, about the impact on slavery in the way Paul handles this. But the first thing to simply observe is the gospel has brought slaves into the church and the gospel has brought lords into the church. Now, what's the fundamental point of this unit, especially verses 5 through 8? What's the main point? And that's the reason that I circled these three in red, because I think this is the main point. The main point is obey your lords as you obey Christ. Obey your lords as slaves of Christ. Obey your lords as obeying the Lord or rendering service to the Lord. So the fundamental point of this passage is in coming to Christ, slaves, and in coming to Christ, lords have a new Lord. That's what's said down here. Lords, cease your threatening, knowing that he who is both their Lord and yours is in heaven. So a profound change comes into this relationship here. It's no longer that these are lords of these, it's that this and this have a lord. And that now slaves are to relate to this lord no longer as if he is the lord. He's only according to the flesh. Now they have a supernatural Lord, obey Christ, obey Christ, obey the Lord. And what's different about this Lord, of course, is that he is the Lord of the universe. There's a phrase here that gets at that. Obey as slaves of Christ, doing the will of God. When you, when you obey Christ, obey Christ, you do the will of God. You can't say that always with regard to lords. You can't say it always with regard to Christ because Christ is God. When you submit to Christ, you submit to God. When you do the will of Christ, you do the will of God. So the main point of this whole unit here is slaves realize this you have a new lord and he relativizes reduces puts in its proper place the authority of these lords over you now whenever you obey this human lord do it 
as obeying Christ. Whenever you obey this human Lord, do it because you're slaves of Christ. Whenever you obey this Lord, do it as to the Lord. That's the main point of this unit. So we're going to ask next time, what does it mean that Christ is the new Lord? What would it mean that the slaves are now owned by Christ, bought at the slave market, as it were, by Christ at the cost of his blood? That's what we turn to next time.